0: This is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 And challenges.
1: What's really good, Potsturge? Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am. MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. We are joined by Becky at Giftmaster Bex and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. What's really good, Pot Stars? Today we have a very special episode in store for you. We are going to go through the Love War Challenges Awards. Who will win the Golden Spoon? This is the awards that Lovewood Challenges give out at the end of the year to our best challengers, to our favorite challengers, and our best moments and our worst moments. And we're very happy to break down who we have as our nominees. Now, guys, it will be open voting. You guys will get a link to go to the page and vote for whoever you like. Before we get into that, guys, how do you feel about the Golden Spoons making their triumphant comeback? Becky?
2: I always liked it. It's it's a fun way to really go over the seasons again and for a way for us to go over the year. It's a fun time.
0: I'm very happy because I, I, if I recall correctly, last year I came up with the name for the Golden Spoons. <laughs> but um, uh. looking, looking at the nominees, I feel like everyone... Deserves to be where they are. I mean, I am I am upset that someone has no nominations,
1: but you know I'm excited to talk about it and let's do it He doesn't need any nominations. He got two hundred thousand dollars for seven episodes. He'll be okay. Tyler I mean feed me more. I'm excited to be here for this year's, you know
3: rendition and I think I like everybody else said, I think we have a it's a fun show and we have a lot of good a lot of good nominees for all these all these categories
1: absolutely it has been a very slow rollout for us because we are aware of the other show doing their awards we definitely wanted a little bit of space in between so when their closing shuts down our closing will open up and there's going to be some differences between ours and theirs a lot of love for that show over there they're definitely doing their thing but over here we're definitely going to do ours so let's go ahead and jump into our 2019 nominations for the Love War Challenges Awards, The Golden Spoon. And it's a Golden Spoon because we stirred a pie and shit. If you haven't realized that, then you're a fucking idiot. Yes. All right. So kicking off, our first category is going to be Female Roommate of the Year. This is going to be almost completely opinion-based. This is going to be your favorite female challenger. This is going to take into account pretty much every single thing that this person has done on the show except for physical performance. So this is going to include uh, the drama, likability, camera time, interviews, everything you like about it except for how they performed in a challenge. Even if you wanted that to bleed into it a little bit, that would be okay. This is your opinion for the Female Roommate of the Year. And let's go ahead and break it down. For Female Roommate of the Year, the nominees are Georgia Harrison, Ashley Mitchell, Cora Maria, and Cam Williams. So these four ladies has definitely killed it all year. They spent a great amount of time in front of our screens. They all had storylines going throughout both seasons. What do you make of the nominees that we have for Female Roommate of the Year? Tyler, kick it off today.
3: I mean, I think this is a great, a great group of of females here. Uh, A lot of different personalities, a lot of different types of drama. I mean, we have relationship drama. We have, you know, coming back after stealing a million dollars drama Mm. type thing. You know, we've got the new female villain of the cast. And then we got somebody that is not afraid to clap back in your face at any moment. So, I mean, there's a wide variety of people here.
1: Becky, what do you make of our four nominees?
2: I think that they are all super energetic, super fun. Um, like Tyler said, they have had multiple different kinds of drama. I think that we have a good group of ladies here. It's going to be hard to decide.
0: thing is, though, like what Tyler said, they all have four different personalities, but I think there's a clear favorite here. I'm just going to, I think Ashley is a clear frontrunner for this. I... And, wh- and why is that? um thing is though if it's a roommate of the year so i'm picking someone that was well liked on both sides i feel like for both seasons if you look at all four of them combined i think ashley had more common faces towards the side especially this season for world wars two. i mean i mean yeah she did have an early boot in um season one but that's because of, of the whole hunter situation but in this season she was able that's to play because the middle she
1: got to ask bounce out in elimination
0: yeah, but that's what we're talking about. So the roommate. You said this is not about any of that. This season, she was able to work with someone who she said she never... Did. She was able to work with someone who she hated. And on top of that, in the beginning of the game, she was able to work both sides. Kara will be my second place, I think, for this. Because same thing like Ashley, but Kara had more hate coming towards her.
3: You know, while I was listening to everybody else's responses, I was sitting here trying to, like, pick through the the women and see what stood out. And every time I just kept circling back to Cam. I feel like Cam stood out because Cam was in your face about anything she wanted to be in, um, as she always is. But then we also got to see, like, she was in a love triangle and she had, you know, romantic feelings with Theo. And then the next season, she's kind of back with Leroy. And... It's just very interesting just to see how she was all over the map when it came to drama and relationships and, you know, and just one-liners and interviews. I just thought she was she was terrific.
1: And Becky?
2: I actually have to agree. Uh, my choice would be Cam. I feel like she was always in the middle and being, you know, just her normal Cam self, which was funny, energetic, and I just really liked the energy she brought to all of her shows. So, I gotta give it to Cam. I think she should be everybody's choice at this point.
1: Well, for me personally, I'm kind of torn. I like Cam and Kara for this for this award. Kara has had a huge presence on the last two seasons. She made two finals. Her and Pauly has been at the forefront of both seasons. Um, she didn't see any eliminations, but she is definitely one of the most talked about challengers even now to this day but cam i think i'm leaning more towards cam because cam was definitely more delightful to watch and she was a major component behind the Kara cult army of course cara and paulie bears most of the brunt from from that alliance and most of the hate but cam was a major player behind it and she put into motion. A lot of the events that we've seen unfold throughout both of these seasons. But let's go ahead and move on to the male roommate of the year.
2: Male roommate of the year nominees are Wes Bergman, Roy, Mr. Roy Lee Garrett, Chris C. T. Camparillo, Paulie Califiori, and Jordan Wisley.
1: That is a great lineup for male roommates. Um, Let me ask you a question. Which which way are you leaning for a male roommate? Who do you like the most?
2: I got to actually give it to Leroy. I saw a really great growth in him this season uh, and last season, especially within the last few um, that he's been on. I see him growing as a person and as a competitor, and I really see so much growth. And he's fun, and he's always in drama, and I, I like him. I feel like he's a front runner.
0: Antonio uh, this one's tough. I'm stuck between two. I'm stuck between my boy Leroy and c t I mean Becky brought up great reasons for Leroy, but the reason why I'm pushing a little more bit towards c t is because for the for the last two seasons c t was known as like the father figure of the house. He was always known as like a leader, and everyone always looked up to him. And he always came to people always came to him for advice and if I'm on a season, I would rather have CT as my roommate than Leroy. That's the way I'm looking at it right now.
3: I mean, this list, there's a lot of people here that I'd like to room with all these guys to be you know? They're, I feel like they all had great qualities. Um, but I don't think Wes is getting the love that he deserves here. I think Wes was the front runner here. And the reasons why are because, like, if you look at everybody else, whenever they had interviews, it was more so serious. Or it was, like, really drama-filled, where, like, Wes was bringing, like, a comedic, like, lift to the show.
1: So for Mill Roommate of the Year, and I found myself really leaning towards Leroy. Leroy was a very big central focus for this last season, and he also had a bit of storyline for last season. It didn't really work out well in War of the Worlds 1 for him, but I think we could all put a large amount of blame on his partner for that but I find myself just enjoying Leroy's company and commentary and just his general view and his drive for wanting to win this challenge. To me, personally, I find Leroy highly enjoyable. That's most likely going to be the way I'm leaning for the season. But just remember, it doesn't always come down to us. We will be taking the fan vote into account and that's going to open up on January 20th. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good?
3: Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek, Derek Kazinski. So this is Pauly. You're listening to Love War Challenges.
1: What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome.
3: Love War Challenges for anyone listening to this. They're at LWC Podcast, World's Most Dangerous Podcast.
1: So let's go ahead and jump into the kaczynski award what a
3: great award that is what a great award that's
1: going to be the award we give out to the best elimination named after elimination beast Derek kaczynski
0: so for the kaczynski aka best elimination we have josh versus jordan then we got tory versus jenny kyle versus theo and lastly devon and bear versus gus and jenna
1: so, these eliminations are definitely the best ones for the past two seasons. Which one do you think, in your opinion, for you, is going to be the best elimination, Antonio? Uh,
0: see, this is where, like, I have a mental breakdown. Because my favorite elimination ever is Hobro. And there's two of them. But then there's also Josh versus Jordan, who I think is definitely worthy enough to, even be, con- to be considered... Number one, but you know I'm gonna go with Tori versus Jenny, only because the major underdog won this challenge when the one elimination. Because when we saw this whole brawl, no one thought Tori would have won. Everyone was, it was always Vegas had Jenny winning it by a mile, and just seeing Tori lay out Jenny, that's unbelievable. And that's why I'm gonna give it to Tori versus
3: Jenny. I mean, all these had great moments. I mean, you know, uh, Devon and Jenna. And Gus and Bear, I feel like that's fourth place, in my opinion. I feel like that elimination got more... It was better because of, like, Wes's comments. <laughs> um, uh, which, it's still not a bad thing at all. And then Kyle and Theo was pretty cool because Kyle had this, you know... He was hurt, but he still almost won. But I, I agree. I think it comes down to this last season where it's Jordan versus Josh. And then Tori versus Jenny. Um Both eliminations had me jump out of my seat when I saw it, and for me, it's the ingenuity. It's just how, of a genius this was. Jordan beating Josh, in something that required two hands with ropes, was just, was it was just genius. It was perfect. It was awesome, and I think one of the smartest elimination wins ever.
2: Uh, I mean, I guess I'm gonna go opposite um, because I actually am all about the physicality of Theo versus Kyle in that hall brawl because they left it all on the floor.
1: I definitely feel you on that, Becky. Uh, I'm not a huge Kyle fan myself, but he went in there, and he went in there with every intention to win. He was battered and bruised. I think that Kyle earned a whole lot of fans during that hall brawl, seeing the fact that he's not just there to fuck around and be an asshole, that he's there to compete. And we got to see that part of Kyle, and it was definitely a great thing to see. Um, as much as I love that Hall Brawl, uh, for me, it's really going to come down to Josh versus Jordan and Tori versus Jenny. Um, both of these were great eliminations. Uh, like Tyler, I definitely agree. One of my favorite parts about that Josh versus Jordan. I was actually very surprised that a lot of people had Jordan pegged to lose that one. Uh, even when I seen the elimination, I was just like, oh, Jordan's going to smoke him. Um, but even more than that, um it was just masterful to watch jordan pick apart his opponent find weaknesses and work him every single round i mean as much as i love to see hard brawls and headbangers watching how he cerebrally dissected his opponent and crushed him that was a sight to see we don't get to see that much and for me that really did it for me um for the tory versus jenny thing Not a whole lot of us had Tori pegged to win that. Granted, she has size on her; she's pretty stacked. She can fuck some shit up. Not a lot of us had her picked. I'm definitely probably gonna lean more towards Jordan versus Josh. I think his gameplay and strategy was just superior on so many levels. It's hard for me to vote any other way.
3: All right, next award is for the underdog of the year. Uh, for people that uh pretty much surprised. Everybody, uh, in one way or another, uh, nominees are Georgia Harrison, D. Newen, Rogan O'Connor, and Ninja Natalie.
1: Very, very interesting with these nominees. Nobody gave them a chance. Tyler, who do you got? I, it's D
3: for me, it's D because I still to this day don't give D the proper credit that maybe I should. Um, I just I just think that she overachieved on both seasons, and for that, she was clearly the the underdog of the year for me.
1: Becky?
2: I got to agree. Even though Georgia going into multiple eliminations, the way she did, was definitely, you know, you can definitely see the struggle that she had to go through. But I got to give it to D because everybody underestimated her, and there was not a single person that really thought that she could do it and she proved them all wrong. Super proud of her. She did such a great job.
0: This is tough. I mean I honestly looking at it, I don't think Georgia or Natalie deserve a nomination for this because they're not underdogs. They both made the final like for one season and coming into it, you know, they did what they had to do. Um but uh, I'm stuck between D and Rogan, but I'm gonna end up going with my with Rogan just because of how he left his first season coming into this season when i saw he was casted i was like oh this guy's definitely gonna be the first one gone again i do not see him doing anything somewhat anything at all and for him just to even make the final itself that's pretty impressive to me even though he didn't do much but he still did something so i'm gonna go with rogan
1: all right so for the underdog of the year i think these are four solid competitors starting from the beginning of the year. Nobody expected any of these people to do pretty much anything uh, that would remotely change the game. After the first season, everybody was able to see that Georgia and Ninja was the real deal. Now, I'm not going to vote Ninja, mainly because Ninja is a huge underdog, mainly because a lot of people on the challenge like, oh, Ninja... I'm not gonna say a lot of people, but certain people in the challenge were like, oh, Ninja sucks or whatever. But Ninja has actually been pretty fucking solid through. Her edit has been shit for what she's been able to contribute to the dailies and everything else. But she made two finals. She didn't, um, she beat Laurel. And guess what? No matter what you say, you can't take it back. Uh, Put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it. For D, D did really well in the first season but she didn't make it to a final, even though she could've, but her glow up on War of the Words 2 is one of the, is definitely one of my favorite storylines. Definitely reminds me of a parallel when you're comparing to somebody like Kara. Uh, Georgia is not gonna do it for me, uh, but Rogan, Rogan is probably the one that stands out the most to me. We've seen him in Vendettas. He came in, I'm just like, how the fuck did he even make it back? Uh, Chuck from are you the one had one season and he never came back I'm like how did this guy do it I didn't think jack shit of Rogan Rogan didn't see any eliminations But he performed pretty solid in the dailies and I think he gets an underdog award mainly for the fact that nobody expected jack shit out of him. We expected more out of D, we expected more out of Georgia, we expected more out of Ninja. No one expected shit out of Rogan besides to flop again and be on his merry fucking way. All right, so on to the next category is going to be our Big Mouth Award. This is the award that Love War Challenges is going to give out for best commentary. So the nominees for the Golden Spoon is going to be Davon Rogers, Georgia Harrison, Stephen Bear, Killer Cam Williams, and Zach Nichols. Now, for me, Zach was a welcome surprise. He actually came, he actually came through pretty well on his interviews, and actually became and and definitely in the finals for War of the Worlds Two has became a focal point when it comes to commentary. Becky, who do you feel like should get this uh, Big Mouth Award?
2: I mean, I always will go with Dave She always had some of the best commentaries. She's quick witted. I don't think anybody can beat her when it comes down to to uh, no
1: battle. Do you think that Dayvon not appearing on World of the Wars 2 is gonna hurt her chances for is gonna hurt her chances for the for the award this year?
2: Honestly, no. Probably because everybody still remembers her. Everybody still talks about her. So I honestly still going to give it to Davon, even though she wasn't on World of Worlds 2, which was obviously by her choice. I, there, nobody can beat her in commentary, not a single person.
0: Honestly, I thought this one would have been a lot harder, but only because this award is missing a nomination. I thought Turbo would have been on here, and that would have made my choice a lot harder. But for me, it's clearly Bear. I've been saying it all year. I'll say it again. He is TV gold. His confessionals are amazing. What we see, his edits are amazing. He's a drunk idiot. He provides good TV. And you can't complain. You can't ex or more than that from him. Yes, Devon, Georgia, Cam, uh, and I Zach. I can
1: ask him to not try to be year old Okay, that... but
0: that's not on the season.
2: Pedophile. That, Bear. not
0: on the season. But the other four nominations all had good moments. But that's what they were. They were just moments throughout the season. Bear, whenever he was on your TV, I left no matter, matter what he did it was entertaining and that's why I'm going with Bear.
3: you know um this is a great list a really great list a lot of people brought a lot of different things um i think when you want behind the scenes drama you know cam was a good person to go to uh same with georgia if you want somebody to give you a really good breakdown of everything that's going down um even though i'm not i'm not a fan of her and i won't shy away from it devon is really good on commentary she knows how to just carry a carry a show that she's on with her words and then uh zach if you want somebody just to bash somebody else and be hilarious about it zach says the funniest things about other challengers and then that brings us to the guy i'm going to pick and i'm going to pick bear as well uh the reason why i'm going to pick bear is because unlike most of these other people while bear they all provide great commentary which bear does as well Bear has like a sense of humility where like he'll make himself the butt of the joke to provide comedy. And if you don't find it funny, that's okay. But, but it is funny. The way he prevents, provides his material is great. Um, you know, it's not like the old days when guys had a notebook they'd write and walk in there and everything. But you know, this is, I, I thought he was funny all around and he had a sense of, like I said, humility.
1: Uh, yeah, these are all great choices for me personally. I'm really torn between Stephen Bear and Davon Rogers. I think they both did a great job. They both have two different ways of approaching commentary. And as of right now, I do not know who I'm going to pick. I'm probably leaning a little bit more towards Davon. But for me, at this point, it could really go either way. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good?
3: Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges.
1: What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome.
3: Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC podcast. World's most dangerous podcast.
2: All right, to round it out, it off for the part one of this i want to say i want to go over villain of the year our nominees are wes bergman steven bear jordan wisely and the magnificent tara's cult
1: okay so for villain of the year you guys know i'm a big Carter fan i got a lot of love for her i do think that it's okay to hold even as a fan it's okay to hold her accountable uh, for Villain of the Year, I think from my perspective, as the general public viewing the show, it's easy to paint her alliance as the bad guys. They didn't go into that many eliminations. They ran the game. If your fave wasn't in Carver's cult, guess what? She was fucking you guys up for a major point of the season. Now, you guys made it out at the end, and you guys got the W. Congratulations. It was well-deserved, and it was hard-earned. but. I give a villain of the year. I mean, when it comes down to your story, you could be the hero or the villain. I think for the general public, they've definitely seen it as uh, villainous. Even though I loved every second of it, I'm more than happy to give Carl a villain of the year. Becky.
2: I don't even know why Steven Bear or even Wes is on here. I didn't see them as villains at all this season. Bear was just obnoxious
1: and yeah well steven is on there because he had a off-camera incident with um a a female that's been a big talk that is definitely villainous also his treatment of georgia and his overall uh, obnoxiousness like jumping on the pool table and being just a general dick and for west Surprisingly, a lot of people felt some kind of way about Wes who is supposed to be Team USA working with the Brits. Uh, a lot of people viewed that as actual treason.
2: I just think it's ridiculous. But if you want to just go real quick into who I would choose as villain of the year, I don't think anybody is going surprised or shocked. It's Jordan, in my opinion. He went above and beyond to be dick. Maybe that's just his personality, how he does his game. Uh, but I couldn't stand him. Every single time he was on my screen, it was it was infuriating.
1: I definitely understand. If you're the big fan of Turbo and you were expecting him to do well, he was the exact reason of why he wasn't able to complete War of the Worlds 2.
2: My poor husband. <laughs> <laughs> I still love you Turbo. <laughs>
1: Bananas.
0: <laughs> Let's move on. Well, what Becky thinks is ridiculous, I think makes Common sense. um I don't. I. I can't give Jordan or Carlos Colt villain of the year because I feel like a lot of people were on either side. Wes and Bear, I think, drew drew more attention to their names. Wes, like what Malik said, was a snake to their t- to his team. Meanwhile, Bear was bothering everyone both seasons. I mean. Bear let's not forget Bear is pretty much the reason why Devon cried last season because of you know being a dick to everyone and but that, that's why I'm going towards Bear because he is obnoxious he does cause the most chaos among the four so that's my vote for villain for villain of the year I'm going with Bear
3: Villain of the year uh, I tweeted about it today because some people some people have this misconception on what a villain of the year is and so I pretty much said, if you're a huge fan of Kara, Jordan was a big villain this year. If you're a huge fan of Jordan, Kara was a huge villain this year. If you're a huge fan of Wes or anybody that was, you know, Georgia, then Bear was a huge villain this year. And I will, re- I will repeat this for the rest of my time. Wes is never a villain. <laughs> he is hashtag team good guy. And that is his thing. Him and Devin, they're good Bro, guys. Bullshit. Anybody that works- Wes
1: is never a villain? The Ruins. He was villainous as fuck. No. no, 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 no. Wes
3: has always been the anti-hero. He has always been that guy that kind of does some devious things, but he does it for the greater good.
1: Oh, There's stop always trying to a turn him to Stone Cold, Cold Steve Austin. Or yeah, something no, like come that. on. He walked into the ruins. He said, "This is how you guys are going to going to do the voting. That you guys are going to do what I want, or uh, I'm going to throw shit." Oh, come on, he he came in full of piss and vinegar, and it wasn't the right way to go.
3: Hey, hey! You know what? I was a different person, you know, 14 years ago as well. 15, you know, right, so. But, but you're the ago. one saying, he's
2: always do to keep a good bringing guy. up the past?"
3: Right now, this year, 2019, Wes was the anti-hero. He fought against the real villains. He went against the good guys. He was always in the middle there, and he's always providing good laughs and everything. And here's the reason why he's not a villain. Look at his little, his little brady bunch thing on episode one when he talks about who he talked to people wouldn't like in- engage in conversation with him if he was that big of a villain now i also don't think jordan was that big of a villain this year because i think jordan was fighting against the grind as well i think jordan just was making comments to offset who the real villains were of the year and he didn't, he, um, but Bear, you
1: know he didn't have to be on the other side of that alliance he chose to be with his behavior and how he acted. He has always treated Cara Maria like she was a piece of fucking trash. And I never liked that about him. That and the racism. I,
3: not that I'm going to defend how he talks about Cara, but I don't disagree with his statements of he doesn't ever want to be partnered with her in a final because he'd rather go with stronger females. And I don't
1: disagree with that. What stronger he, females? That,
3: that's a...
1: Tori. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. She did yeah. real great in this finals. Tell me, who got purged out and who didn't? Tori got purged out, but Cara <laughs> didn't. So Also, this is true. let's
2: remember Dirty 30. Ooh. Ooh, Jordan partnered with Tori most of that whole final, and she got third.
1: Oh, yeah. And what did Kara get? And did she get Second. flung in the elimination by Cam? Listen, I like Tori, and I'm not here to dump all over hey. her, but her ass got flung. She has been gassed up to the point where it's obscene don't get me wrong she's a great competitor and a great personality an annoying as fuck one but great personality i think she's going to do great on the challenge but let's not gas up more than she needs to be
3: i'm just saying <laughs> anyways car's car's Colt car's Colt was the villain of the year and they're the villain of the year through a way of respect though Like when you play the role of you control the house, you control everything, which she did both seasons, Kara did. And it's not just her, but Pauly did as well. You know, when you're a power player for two seasons in a row and everything goes the way you want it to go and people can't sway off of that, you win villain of the year in a respectful manner. It has nothing to do with being a villain. Somebody we hate. It's somebody that played a role very well. The edit went that way and they, you know, they just controlled the season flow with the way they acted.
1: You know what? I am inclined to agree with you 100%. It definitely depends on perspective of who you like and who you're rooting for. But yeah, when you have control of the game and no matter how hard you work, no matter how hard anything, whatever they say goes, if you're going into elimination because they feel like it, guess what? You're going into elimination. It's very easy to paint them as a villain. And like I said, as much as I love Kara and a lot of the people in her alliance, it's easy for me to give her villain of the year but that is going to close out part one of the love war challenges awards who will win the golden spoon make sure you guys tune in later on this week we should have part two rolling out do remember january 20th voting is open up to the public make sure you go to vote.lwcpodcast.com i repeat go to vote.lwcpodcast.com cpodcast.com and cash your vote on your favorite challenge competitors, Cash a vote on who you think is the best challenge competitors, and we are going to tally all of these up and give out our Love War Challenges Awards our golden spoons.
3: Just please vote, just please vote guys, you know just like in America, your guys' votes matter, I mean that
2: though <laughs> Oh my god I, I,
1: that is a
3: four <laughs> five. Oh shit! I <laughs> no, no, fucking b- wish. But for real, but for real, the Golden Spoon Awards though, all fan votes do matter. There is a percentage weight and everything, and and the people that watch the show deserve to vote on awards for the show. And so, we 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 really want all of your guys's votes and input.
1: Absolutely, can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Bananas. Close us out. All right, all right. Another great episode, stars Hope you enjoyed it.
0: Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com/lovewarchallenges. Join our discussion on Reddit under the under the Challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, check out our website at lwcpodcast.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars. Give us a great review. And most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, Podstars. Peace.